Shalom. This is Rabbi Jim Egolf. Given the events of the past couple days, I wanted to pause for a moment and reflect on the events that happened in Newtown, Connecticut. Horrible, tragic, difficult are just words that begin to describe what happened there. And in Jewish tradition, as we go from Torah portion to Torah portion, it seemed to be somewhat ironic that this week's Torah portion fell in the middle of two that would absolutely speak to some of what was going on in Newtown yesterday. First, I want to dwell on the Torah portion for next week, which is Vayigash. And there in Genesis chapter 45, verses 25 and 26, we read, And they, the brothers, went up out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan unto Jacob their father. And they told him, saying, Joseph is yet alive. Joseph is yet alive. Yesterday, many families were able to hear those words. And yet, there was the fear the entire time that those words might not come. That their children would be among the victims of the shooter in Newtown. That there was a possibility that they weren't. And so, with tears, and probably the saddest of rejoicing, we pray for those families who find themselves together on this particular day, who went through this tragedy and somehow heard that their son or daughter is yet alive. That was the case for many yesterday. And yet yesterday, many families found the other Torah portion's story as their story. Exodus chapter 37, verse 29. And Reuben returned into the pit, and behold, Joseph's not in the pit. And he tore his clothes. And Reuben returned to his brothers and said, The child is not there. As for me, whither shall I go? And he took Joseph's coat and killed a goat and dipped the coat in the blood. And they sent the coat of many colors. And they brought it to their father and said, This we have we found. Know now whether it is thy son's coat or not? And Jacob knew it, and said, It is Joseph's coat. An evil beast has devoured him. Joseph is without doubt torn in pieces.
Then Jacob rent his garments and put sackcloth on his loins and mourned his son many days. And all his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, No, I will go down to the grave to my son mourning. And his father wept for him. The interesting thing about the story of Joseph is that it's the brothers who are in on the plot to get rid of him. They know bits and pieces that he's been sold into Egypt, that he is no longer part of the family, and that they conspired to make that so. But today, as a country, as people with feeling hearts, we are Jacob's daughters. They weren't in on the plot. They didn't know what was going on. They didn't know how Joseph met the end that the brothers said he met. So they sit and they watch their father with a blood-soaked coat, crying and wailing and mourning the loss of his son. Today as a nation, we stand as Jacob's daughters looking at every family who lost someone, bewildered as to how this could have possibly happened, and knowing that there's only that horrible image of clothing soaked with blood, of children who are cut down before their time, and adults who sought to serve children who shared their fate. There are no words to bring comfort at this particular moment. The only comforting piece in any of this now is the fact that, sadly, the Bible, Torah, knows our story. The Torah knows what it's like to lose a child and specifically to say that a child is lost to, quote, an evil beast who devoured them. If only this was the story that we found in Torah and not the story that we live through today. So may we as Jacob's daughters We, who could do nothing except watch parents mourn and wail, may we do what we can to bring comfort to those who have lost and trust that God will be able to take our efforts and do the rest to bring them the peace that they have been robbed of. Amen.